Welcome to Define You Radio, After Dark Conversations, where real people have unfiltered conversations about the topics that influence the way we think, feel, and move. Each week, with your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Okay, five, four, three, two, and welcome to Define You Radio, After Dark Conversations. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace, and I am here with my queen friends, sister slash slash LaVon Copeland and Shannon Ward. Hi, guys. Hello. Okay, I I hear an echo when I talk. Can y'all hear it? Okay. No, I don't hear it. And I'm not doing any editing. So if anybody, that's exactly how it goes. It's the conversation right here. Okay, before we go on to our seasonal spring break, we decided to do a reintroduction. We know we have a lot of new listeners from all across the globe. We thank you guys for all your love and support. We also know we have a lot of Define You vets who probably are wondering what we've been doing. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get this conversation started with... Allow me to reintroduce myself. That's me scratching or something. My name is Queen. Oh, I thought we was getting ready to rap. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to just do it like I'm I'm meeting y'all for the first time. That'll be the easiest way to make this work in my head. So I am Valencia Griffin Wallace. I don't even know. Like, I think y'all probably need to ask me questions. What's my backstory? <laughs> um, let me see. I guess I it's easier just for me to go as far as like, I actually wrote my backstory in Motherless Child that you can purchase on Amazon or you could go to ValenciaGWallace.com and find out more information. So I guess my backstory is I grew up like, you know, most people, I guess. I don't know. I grew up. My mother started doing drugs. She was murdered when I was 17. During that time period, she was involved with a man that I call the devil. Um, I'm pretty much sure he's the devil's son. Uh, you know, my mother's brother, because that's a term I give him, um, inappropriately touched me to be politically correct. I am not ashamed about that because guess what? That was not my fault. That's his issue. And yes, I put it out there and I do whenever I come across this man, remind him of that and that he's living only because I have other stuff to do. Um, That's a whole other story. I have one son who I love. I am married to a man I believe is my soulmate, at least in another lifetime we had to be connected because we're so connected in this one. Um, I have discussed previously on the show, this is my, legally it's my third, but I count it as a second because the first marriage I call a starter marriage that I don't count to an abusive alcoholic, uh, the devil's cousin. So, um, I think definitely 
I just, I'm too stubborn to, to quit. I've been called crack baby by family members, even though, let me add this. My mother was not on drugs when she was pregnant with me. So therefore, technically I'm not, um, that's a, that was a hard battle. I don't deal with a lot of my family members just because of how I think a family should treat a loved one when they're sister, aunt, whatever is on drugs and the kids are too young to take care of themselves. So, um, but through, through my pain, because I refuse to be a victim, even though I dealt with domestic violence, I never was a victim. I survived some, excuse my French ish, um, only because I needed to write about it because other people, what I realized later, not as stubborn as me maybe, or as strong or think that they could get over it or Mm -hmm. they're ashamed about it. The only people that should be ashamed are the people that offended me and hurt me and violated me. Mm -hmm. And maybe um, listening to this show or something of that nature, they will get one thing. If you don't want to get wrote about, um, don't ever try to victimize somebody that writes. Mm, Um, That's true. That's, you know, so that's all I could really think of. I mean, y'all queens know me, but for maybe the audience that's really getting to know me, what do you think they would ask or, you know. What would you say um, your greatest accomplishment from what you've gone through is? Giving birth. Mm. And the reason why I say that um, it's because, and I've said this, you know, on a show and I tell people this all the time. The only reason I'm here is because of my son who will be 24 shortly. But, um, I think that he gave me a reason. He gave me a reason. Whereas before I didn't have a reason, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So every, I think once you have a reason, then you find a way. So like, kind of like if you're hungry and don't have any food, you're going to find a way to eat. True. But at the end of the day, you're hungry. And um, for new listeners, I also do use a whole lot of analogies. (laughs) (laughs) Did, Did that answer the question, Queen Shannon? It did. Thank you. I would say for listeners at, that may be experiencing a similar story to what you've shared as for your backstory that may be experiencing some of those same same issues and that are now adults what advice would you give them of how you were able to break free of the bondage that could sometimes come with that stigma i would say take the victim label off because when you are the when you take that victim label, whether it's sexual uh, victim of sexual abuse or victim of this or victim of that, you give the uh, what's the opposite of, of a victim, the oppressor mm-hmm. or whatever. You give them the power. And as long as you look at yourself as being the victim. They'll always have it. So me taking that off of me, you know, um, me taking like, 
I'm not the victim. I was victimized, but I am not the victim. A victim is not who I am. And you have to look in the mirror and say that. And you have to get pissed off. How dare this person victimize me? Like you really do. And I, a lot of people say, um, hate shouldn't motivate you, right? Uh, I have my own feelings about that because I feel like to get to where you love anything, you have to hate something. Mm. I hated feeling powerless. I hated feeling like I was the victim and poor Valencia and oh my God, and this, this, and this. I hated that. So because I hated it so much, I, it, it fueled that hate fueled me to get it out of me. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like to lose weight, you got to hate the weight. So if I hate the weight, then I'm going to lose it because it's something on side of that that I love. Right. So the the hate that I felt for being violated and victimized and I don't like feeling powerless. It's just not my nature. And I had to do what I knew how to do, which was right. And I had to take my power back and be like, you know, um, how I go, I'd rather uh, live, live on my feet than die on my knees or die, die on my feet than live on my knees. I had been living on my knees. Woe is me, victim Valencia, pity me. This is why this, this and this. And that's no way to live. And so I couldn't allow people that victimize me to continue to keep me as a victim the rest of my life while they're just going on and I'm still in victim mode. No, you pissed me off. You had the audacity to violate me and victimize me. Let me show you what I could do with this pen and paper. And pen and paper might not be their strength. Your strength may be in singing. Your strength may be in dancing. Whatever it is, you got to do it till you cry. I cried the whole time. Cried and gained 15 pounds while writing Motherless Child. Wow. So where I thought I was free before, I didn't get free till I wrote it because I still had stuff in me that needed to get out. And I, I hope... You know, that makes sense. Like you, you got to hate, you got to hate that. You got to hate the years of energy that you gave to feeling like the victim. You got to hate whatever it did to your life. You got to hate it so much that you willing to do something about it. That's good. I love something that you said was that they had to be to that place where they were wanting to own it and get it out, whether it was through a pen, whether it was through singing. Um, but you show how that was therapeutic in the process of being able to own their voice. Right. That part, the writing was you owning your voice and taking back your power. And so you're sharing with the audience that if it's singing for you, if it's drawing for you, um, if it's gaming, whatever it is, your creativity, however, it's going to flow. You can use that as an avenue of owning your voice mm-hmm. in order to release and move it from that place of victim to victim. Mm-hmm. I love that. So during your writing process, you talked about how it was therapeutic and that you released through crying. Um, you maybe gained some through 
I'm assuming consoling yourself with food. I was up to two, three o'clock banging out words on the computer. And at that time, all you got is coffee and chips. Mm. You know, um, it was quite, quite interesting during that time. It was, it was crazy because literally I had to take myself back to the time period I was writing about. So if I was writing about something that happened in the eighties, I, I needed to listen to eighties music to put me mentally. So it was all almost like I went on a mental trip back to that time period. And, um, yeah, eating and then writing is a, is, you know, eating and writing is, they go well together. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I can say definitely, I'm sorry, babe, real quick. I could say definitely all these years later, uh, people are still mad. And, and the, the funniest part is I don't care. So, period <laughs> with the T, <laughs> Queen Shannon. So, for people that um, may want to start to write, mm. and they say, "I don't know where to start," or "I don't know, you know, how to get going," and and what would be maybe the first three steps you tell them to take? Um. Okay, so. No, like write their story or just write period? Maybe write their, sto- write their story. Okay. So the first thing you have to decide before you write the story, you really, you have to decide, I don't care who read this. Mm. Because if you care who read it, when you write it, you cannot be honest. So with Motherless mm. Child, I didn't didn't publish it till after my grandmother died only because I wanted to spare her what I, what I needed to put in that book being real and raw. I, I didn't feel comfortable doing that while, you know, she was still alive. So um, she passed in 2017 and motherless child was published in February of 2018. So you have to make sure that's for you. Otherwise you're not, really writing for your, for yourself or who it could help. You're writing based on who you won't offend. And um, so that would be the first thing. So once you know, it's, it's, this is the truth. This is my truth. I don't care who reads it. It is what it is. Then you could go forward. The next thing I would say is just start writing. Don't worry about editing um, our, cause a lot of times when you start writing something as you're writing, you'll remember something, you know, you'll remember something else. Um, as you're writing, unless you're writing about something that's happening now, you should not be even listening to music that happens now. So like I did whatever time period, that's very important. You need to, con- you need to go back to that place. You got to dance those dances you you did back then, sing along to the Keith Sweat, whatever you was listening to then to put you in that place so that you laugh when you need to laugh and cry when you need to cry when you're referencing that time period. Um, And the third tip I would say is read what you wrote. Mm. 
out loud. So if all you wrote was a chapter, go back and read that chapter out loud. Does it make sense? Is another memory triggered um, from that? Because a lot of times that happens and it'll help you fill in blanks. You didn't know you have until you read it out loud and be like, wait a minute. I forgot this, this, and this. And that was the, that was the one thing I wish I would have did more of when I wrote motherless child. I wish I would have read it more because it was things after it was published. And I finally had time to really read, read it that I forgot. Like the incident. And I think I talked about it on the show. I'm not sure where I bust up in a whole crack house looking for my mama. Like where my mama at? You know, and I was like in ninth grade. No fear. Just bust up in in the crack house. (laughs) Like, you know, and I didn't even remember that incident until after I, you know, wrote the story. But it's something that could have been easily triggered when I just talked different things about her drug habit. Um. But definitely, please do not, because a lot of times when people come to me wanting to ghostwrite or put out their story, that's the number one thing I say, because if, if you if you care about who reads it, don't waste my time. Because for you to tell your unfiltered truth, you can't worry about who gets offended. Hence, if you don't want to be wrote about, don't offend a writer. <laughs> I still got books Hashtag. to write. That's a real. <laughs> so yeah. Um, again, that book can be purchased at ValenciaGWallace.com or go to Amazon and just go to uh Motherless Child and put my name in, or I think the short link is bit.ly slash motherless child um and leave a review and buy the book. Shoot. I mean the hard copy. Let me buy the ebook. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so with that being said, ladies, oh, y'all did so good. I feel new. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, I feel new. Um, to add, not only did I cry writing that book, I also got mad all over again. So like there were some people that got re-cussed out and re-told off just because I was reliving memories. Mm. I'm so serious. One of those and another thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because let me tell you what I didn't say. And I'm a, you know, yeah. And I'm entitled. I'm entitled. I feel like I'm entitled to tell these people off the rest of my life. As long as I'm thinking about it, I'm entitled to it. Why should I be the only one? Exactly. You did it. That's true. I'm working on me, y'all. I might not change to 60, or I may not never change. <laughs> Lord. Uh, Queen Shannon. So, uh, let's see. Um, so, yeah, um, singer-songwriter, let, let me retract, award-winning singer-songwriter, national Ooh. recording artist, um, author uh, of, uh, well, my well, I'm in a couple of books. Um, Lord, what, let me run through them. Let me think for a minute. Um, so we did, with my two queen sisters here, um, we did do um, For a Mother's Heart, um, which was absolutely wonderful. Um, we also, oh, Through the Valley was a fabulous one. 
I can't go into detail yeah. on all of that one. That one, even the experience of that one took me through a lot of healing. Um, and then there's my personal book, Fly. Um, so there's the author side. There is the, uh, I don't know if I would, I like speaking, but I don't know that I would classify myself as a speaker, but I do love to motivate people and get people um, on a path of, of self-discovery and self-love and healing and all of those things. Um, I, have, I am the mother of one son um, who's a preteen currently at this time. So anybody that knows what preteen boys do, y'all, please keep me in your prayers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Long times in the shower. Oh, Jesus, oh, yeah. please don't make me think about it. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. I am the middle child of 11 children. So that was Ooh. an experience growing up. Um, I mean, I'm right smack in the middle, five older, five younger. Wow. Um, let's see. Um, and actually, the I was in a group um, with my brothers called Transparent with three of my brothers. Um, we were a inspirational slash gospel uh, group. Um, absolutely loved every every part of that. Absolutely loved it. Um, oh Lord, when you have to go back through all the stuff, it's it's something to think about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, I've done I've done some acting. I do love stage plays, so I've done some of that. But that was years years ago, even before I had my son. Um, oh, how did we forget? We've also done some. Uh, personality interview we've been a uh, personality media personalities that's the word we've done some interviews <laughs> on some red carpets and movie premieres um yeah yeah valencia queen valencia i'm with you it's easy if y'all just ask me questions i know huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's, it's it's easier that way <laughs> so uh i'll kick it off as the baby sister of this group mm-hmm. um why i just had thought in there it has nothing to do with my question <laughs> <laughs> if, if you look at the moment where you shifted mm-hmm. um what what's the first moment that come to mind um if the first moment when i shifted shifted as far as what just any any whatever comes to mind first um the moment I shifted um was when I I would have to say it was one day probably like 2015 um it was this was a major shift for me there had been things happening for a while but a major shift took place around sometime in 2015 um I was actually sitting in church. No, this was before 2015. This had to be about 2000, maybe 10, because my baby might have been two years old. Um, and I don't know, I, I think I've told you ladies this story, but it was it had gotten to a point where there were so many things that had continued to happen in my life. And I was really just kind of like over it. Um Growing up in church, you know, my grandfather's a bishop, my mother's a pastor, all those things. So growing up in church, you're taught that, um, you know, God ordains certain things and, and you know, these things come to make you strong, all these kinds of things that you're taught. And, and you know, nothing's wrong with it, but 
you get to a point when things continue to happen and you're like, okay, well, God, I don't need you to keep trying to test me to make me strong on this same stuff right here. I'm over it. Like I'm over it. You don't care about me. So I'm over it. Clearly you don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, I was at a point where I really felt God did not care about me. God didn't hear me. God could care less about what was going on with me. I was nobody. And um, I had written out my suicide note, um, detailing everything. I wanted my son to go to my parents, although his father's still alive. I wasn't kind of trusting that he was going to, he was going to be able to handle him on his own. So I wanted my parents to have my son. Um, because the way I felt about it was, and a lot of people will know my child was the only thing that saved me. Well, you know, some people that's for them, but my mindset, if I can't make correct decisions for me, he deserves a better chance at life than me. I felt like I would not be the right, you know, a good, a good parent to him because I couldn't make proper choices for me. So I wasn't going to make good choices for him either. So that was where my thought was. Um, but I written out my suicide note and, um, you know, I was angry with God and I, I don't know to this day still. Well, I mean, I know, but you know, it's just, I got up that Sunday, went to church like everything, like I always did, and, you know, go ahead on and go to church. And as I sat in church with this anger at me, I just said, then I'm like, I'm not about to move. I'm not about to do nothing. I don't care. I don't even know why I came. This is all I'm saying in my mind. Wow. Um, and if, and, this is why I can attest to music and the drums being the soul of black people. Wow. Uh, Because at the moment there was nothing, nobody was saying, no one was doing it, but it was the music that was playing. And it was the drum beat that kind of like was jolting me. And as I sat there that day, that Sunday, I could hear coming from within saying, if you just say, thank you, Mm. it's going to be okay. Every you, you'll be fine, but you know, um, me being the, the Taurus bull that I am, mm-hmm. I'm not saying nothing. I wish I would say thank you. Thank you for what you know. I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Um, and it said it another time, and I'm still, nope, not gonna do it. Said it one more time, I heard it one more time, and so I'm like, fine. So after the third time, I said, it's, I said, fine, I'll, whatever, let's see. And I just said, thank you. And after that first thank you, I felt the need to say it again. And I kept saying it. And as I kept saying thank you, I just, just like something inside me broke. Wow. And the tears just flowed and I could not stop crying. It just kept going, kept going. And at that moment, I then heard that same voice from within say, live. Mm. And that's when it took that, that, that moment at that time for me hit me that it wasn't about God, you know, not hearing me or God not caring about me or me not making right decisions. I was just trying to survive instead of actually living. Wow. So when I was able to release all of that, I could now see, okay, you need to live. You're not living. You're just here trying to survive from one moment to the next, one moment to the next. But now you have, but you have to live. You're not living. So that at that moment was the whole turnaround for me. And it, of course, it didn't happen, you know, just within that day or within even that year or that next year. It's continual. Every single day, even now, every single day is something different that I'm learning about living and, and, and releasing and all those things. I hope that answered the question. 
Queen Shannon, you said something so powerful that I think we just we can just stay here for a moment because it is something we see every day, especially coming out of 2020. You know, Mm. we're just three months, you know, just the fresh start of the third month of 2021. And I think a lot of people went through 2020 with that mindset that you had the revelation about was that you were just surviving. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us have done that. We just survived. We say it. We're saying it. I survived um, COVID-19. I survived 2020. Right. But the point of it's not about surviving, but living is what's Mm -hmm. so important. And now as you look back over that moment and grasping that revelation, how have that, how has that shaped um, your decisions? Your, how has it affected your parenting style? Just pretty much how has it rearranged the way you do life now compared now that you know the importance of living versus surviving? Um, I would say I'm a, a, a bit more strategic in what I do. Um, I, I do look for, I, for, well, one, I do live in the now. So my whole thought process is the only time I have is right now. Mm. So there is no yesterday. There is no tomorrow. All I have is this right here. So in this right here, what what do I have to give? What's within me that I can use? What, what am I supposed to do today? Or what can I do right now in this next 30 minutes that's going to impact me or that's going to help me in some way or even help somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And as far as parenting, I try and Lord knows it's so hard sometimes (laughs) in this, in this era with children and social media and and all the stuff that's going on with them. But from parenting, I try to make sure that I raise him to be one, a free thinker, um, not to be confined. Don't, yeah, this is what they say it is, but here's a, here's a million other ways that they, that it could also be as well. So check, you know, it's, it's a million opinions to this one thing. So think free. What do you feel about it? How do you think about it? Um, so I try to raise him to be a free thinker and not just a free thinker, um, to definitely always to be an individual. I mean, especially in this world of copycats, everybody wants to do the same stuff, be an individual, live from your soul, find out what makes you tick. What is it you want to do? You know, um, you know, for example, like, so, you know, it's, 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 we call them the three amigos because it's my son and then his two cousins. They're all, you know, within the same age group and they seem to be joined at the hip. You'd think that, um, me and my brother were their mother and father to all three of them. Like there was no other outside forces, but, um, (laughs) now the other two, they're kind of, you know, they, they want to do. The, you know, music, rap and all this stuff. And you would think, oh, well, because, you know, Shannon, you sing, so, you know, why? But he, you know, that's not his thing. Um, he, so he, 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 while he loves them and, and, you know, they'll do their little rap thing and he'll sit there and he'll listen to them and whatever, but he won't participate because his thing is he's in love with science and he does, you know, he wants to be a scientist. His thoughts are, well, there always should be somebody to be able to create something to help people. Because, you know, like, you know, COVID-19, for example, kind of really just took him like that's his thing. Well, why was taking them so long with a vaccine? This is why I need to be 
a scientist because as soon as I'd have heard it come out, I'd have got to work on finding something to heal people. <laughs> you know, like, wow. so he, he has his own thought process and I love that about him. He can, you know, work on my nerves because <laughs> sometimes he, sometimes I have to be like, son, please just go, 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 go <laughs> rethink all of that and, and come back to me later. Um, cause he, now he's, he's a thinker. I'll give him that. Um, but I, I try to make sure that I let him be his own person, dress how you want to dress. Because so so often, if we pay attention to kids today, it's too, you know, they, everybody wants the Jordans. Everybody wants this because this is what's around them. But son, wear what you want to wear. Now, except yeah. for, you know, we in Florida. It's 80 degrees outside. You will not put that hoodie on with me. You're not going to do that. But <laughs> there would be a chill in the air. It's or no chill. Cold at night. No, no, ma'am. I'm trying to. I'm trying to wear as minimal as clothes as possible. You will not put that hoodie on because you're making me hot. Look at you. But you know. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you so it's, queen. Um, crazy. Uh, because that story. Um, I know I knew it, mm-hmm. but being that, like, I know you now like if I think of Shannon stories or or things like that and I knew that specific story mm-hmm. right because if I'm not mistaken it's in fly it is which you could purchase on Amazon or shadonmusic.com correct period with the T <laughs> um <laughs> but like no knowing knowing you like that you know what I'm saying like you when you when you know people's backstory, but you mm. you're so in the now with them, like their backstory, just it almost seems almost like a a afterthought, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. y'all know my story, but that's not something y'all think about because y'all know me right now. Yes, and mm-hmm. you know until you said it, like. I, I can't say I forgot about it because it's unforgettable, but it just was so far removed from. Right. I felt like it the, hit different this time. It did. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I thought it was just me uh, uh, it was being me dramatic. It, it oh, was almost like I hearing it. it for the first time. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Um, I felt it hit, hit in a different way. And I don't know if that speaks to the growth. From the revelation, um, especially right. if, it, if the listeners have listened to any of the previous shows that we've talked about, just our mindsets, how things have changed since, you know, 2020. It just seems like it came from a different place, a maybe a more mature place. Um, but it just hit a little different this time. And I and our relationship constantly grows like I couldn't picture my life with you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that almost sounds stalkerish but <laughs> but I, I will say and and it probably does come from a, a different place at this point because um even now like so you know I've you y'all already know you know I've, I've went through a s- small fraction of like a midlife crisis here recently um <laughs> so I've actually um, I realized yesterday that, well, today actually is 60 days until I turn 40 today. And I've begun writing some thoughts. And I know, you know, prior to Corona and all that, I was, you know, 
on social media and I was active and all those. But at some point during Corona, I just kind of like, I guess the word is just, just faded out. Um, you know, I, social media was I'm here and there maybe, but just not, I just, I just didn't have it in me. And as much as I, I won't lie, I tried sometimes like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And when I went to do it, something just was like, no, Mm-mm. walk, let it be. It's, you don't need that. And it hit me actually yesterday um, that in 2020, I was in a dark place. And when I say dark place, I don't mean a dark, bad place. Um, I think we discussed this in one of the shows. It just it just hit me again, though, that that dark place that I was in was more of a burial mm. um, because there's something yeah. else that needs to grow in me. As I approach this 40, there's something that's coming out of me and I feel it every day. Like every day I can feel it more and more just like it's coming. It's coming almost as if at age 40, I'll be at 40 weeks of giving birth to something. Mm. Um, and so that might be why it feels like it's coming out of a different place now because there's, and, and, you know, although age is just a number because, you know, time in itself, that's a, you know, well, I got my whole, my whole thought process on that is different. Man-made construct. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, exactly. It is a construct. So it's just 40 times that this, that I've been on this planet that it cycled around the, the sun. That's all that means. Um, but living in, in this world that we've lived in, Certain numbers, you, we still understand that numbers mean something. Um, and it's just, I guess at this point, it's like, okay, there's something you're, 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 you're about to give birth. You're, you're giving birth. You know how, you know, how, y'all know how when you're getting ready to give birth and you get into this cleaning mode, you get into this getting everything prepared mode. You're, you're kind of placing stuff in the way you're moving stuff, getting rid of stuff you didn't need and everything to make sure that when your baby get, when you get ready to have your baby and you come home from the hospital, your home is ready to openly receive and accept you. That's kind of where I feel like I'm at. So 2020 for anybody that's listening, that's known us and known me, that's where I've been. It's not, well, you know, she's not doing anything. Oh, I've been doing. I just haven't been, I haven't, I guess I haven't been released to share and open yet. Mm. Um, but but it's coming. I can tell y'all, some, it's coming. I can feel it. I, I mean, I feel it heavy. The dreams are ridiculous. Every night I have to, I got a book with three, four, five pages of different dreams that I've just been having. Just and they're very, you know, vivid and real. And they all speak to it's kind of the same, but then there are certain parts that's different. Mm. So that might be um, why it came from a different place this time, Queen Levon. It's just, I guess it's that extra growth coming along, that wow. extra, you know, understanding of, of me and, and what I'm dealing with. That's why I love you. And the 40 <laughs> to 40 will not be televised. Yeah, at all. <laughs> At all. No. <laughs> That's... There's nothing wow. there that anybody needs to know about. Nothing. I'm just saying. So if I disappear, <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not even going to even entertain her with that right now. <laughs> <sighs> of course, that is not the end of this wonderful show that we did but you're just gonna have to stay tuned for part two so until next week you know what to do like love share the show and of course follow us on instagram and facebook 
You have been listening to Define You Radio, After Dark Conversations. If you learn something, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with your friends, family, and foes. Make sure you go over to defineuradio.com and subscribe for monthly giveaways and more.